Hey everyone, this is Patrick Cacciatore here with No Struggle, No Story. We are back uh, doing the podcast that talks with highly successful athletes about struggles and adversities that they face in their life and how they use them to grow not only as an athlete, but as a person as well. So today I'm super excited to be bringing on Nebraska men's gymnast, former national team member and uh, Big Ten medalist, uh, Sam Phillips. So thank you for coming on today, my man. Of course, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely, dude. It's an honor. And, uh, you know, I'm pumped to know I'm very uh, lucky to know this guy super well and to be uh, sharing the SAC office with him here at Nebraska. Now we're uh, pumped to be doing that in the next coming year. But um, yeah, man, I think it's important that kind of you can start it off wherever you feel is best. And yeah, we can go from there. OK, well, I'm a high. Glad to be here. Um, I've obviously heard a lot of these podcasts, never thought I would be on one. So never really listened to podcasts, but so this is kind of new, new territory for me, but hi everyone. I'm Sam Phillips. Um, I am a sophomore here at Nebraska. Uh, just some background information. My major is hospitality management, uh, focusing on the food and beverage side and I'm minoring in film studies. But uh, obviously I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about my adversary, uh, uh, my struggles and how I've overcome them. Um, and Thankfully, a lot of them have been more recent, actually, rather than uh, earlier in my life, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, but then again, I'm still young. So but yeah, I'm a gymnast. I started, so I started gymnastics when I was five years old. Um, my parents kind of just needed me to get out of the house. My brothers were those kids who played baseball on Tuesdays, basketball on Thursdays, and then football all the time. So they had a lot of sports under the under their belt and I was just sitting on the sidelines doing whatever uh playing with my imagination and doing flips so my parents thought you know why not gymnastics or perfect what better sport huh <laughs> exactly you know as all the kids will say uh why'd you get into gymnastics and it's oh I had a lot of energy so that's like the number there one there you reason. go I mean hey <laughs> I've heard of worse reasons that's for sure so yeah that's perfect <laughs> and so honestly it was just like an instant uh instant love for the sport and uh, I grew, you know, I was on the just academy team. And then I was on the pre-team. Then I was a level four, which for those of you who don't know, is like the lowest level. And then from there, I feel like I just boosted off. Um, I did level four at a uh, gym that was pretty far from my house. And then, but they were only focusing on the girls, which honestly, gymnastics has a huge problem. A lot of the a lot of the places you'll go to, uh, you'll see that, you know, they have prominent girls teams um, or just girls team. And then the boys team is kind of swept under the rug. And that's kind of what was happening. And um, my parents aren't, you know, gym parents by any means or quote unquote dance moms, you know, like those parents gym for seven hours and they drop me off. They pick me back up at the meet. So talk with the coaches like that's it, you know, but, you know, they saw that this could go somewhere. So they're like, okay, let's, switch gyms, give him a better future. And that's where I landed at Gymnastics Olympica. And uh, honestly, I've just blossomed from there. And I would be lying if I said that looking back on it, it felt hard. Obviously, you know, training and training to be the best and to get there was very hard. But um, then again, I, I was gifted really with just a natural sense of like, discipline and hard work and talent and if I'm being honest that carried me a lot of the way through 
Um, and so, you know, like, I definitely work hard. I, I was, you know, known as a workhorse and I, you know, was the one who was taking a lot of turns. Sometimes some people say I'm cutting, but uh, just finding the right opportunity. But I always, there's always just something there that made it easy for me. And it was almost like just the universe kind of just like laid everything in motion, you know, and I was winning all these meets and the state champion and regional champion. And I felt I I was very fortunate and blessed to have that just perfect lineup of events and just perfect combination of work ethic and talent to get me where I needed to go. And so, yeah, honestly, that was the bulk of my youth in gymnastics and um yeah obviously it it, it was fun um yeah I was just very gifted and a lot of things lined up just with personality wise and just being gifted great coaches and a great team at Gymnastics Olympica to work with and for them to nurture me and just create me into honestly the person I am today um And so I feel like once we get there, but I feel like when the struggles hit, it was just a very weird thing for me. And it was a very like, um, new experience almost. Yeah. It was a new experience and it was, it was a very hard thing for me to get in my head and work around and work with rather than just Mm -hmm. rushing, rushing, rushing. Uh, I was, I'm, I'm a very eccentric person. I'm extreme extrovert. Like I, I love to just get things done. I'm out there, high energy. Um, that's the kind of person I am, and that's the kind of gymnastics I do. Um, and so I ran with it, and that's also what helped me with just the hard work. I was always energized, never tired. Um, boom, boom, boom. And so um, eventually we got until I was a higher level gymnast, you know, continuously on the junior national team the future service developmental team and winning nationals and blah, 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 and all that stuff. Um, and so that part of my life, besides I, I can't really act like I'm special or that anything weird or out of the ordinary happened because nothing did, you know, it was basic, you know, tears in the gym, you know, when you're just having a rough day, I had those and just, hard workouts where nothing's going right, um, tough meets where you fall and you just got to get back up. All the usual stuff happened. Um, and so I, I can't really say truly compared to other people's struggle stories that I had something to really struggle with. Um, yeah. Only thing I could say was that my coaches were, you know, just probably more tough. So 100%. the dieting, the discipline, the double workouts, the forcing myself to go into homeschool so I can do those workouts. I think it's interesting though, you know, when you say like, you know, I didn't have like the big struggle, but I think a lot of people, I would say the majority of people probably don't have like that massive event, you know, like the loss of someone close to them and things like that. And so I think it's important just when you talk about kind of the way you went about these experiences, you know, like when you said just, Oh, like those tough days in the gym and all that stuff. Well, I think that those are also super important because do you feel like those kind of built you into the person you are today? Just that consistency of it. Like you just felt like, okay, like you took it as another day and another thing to learn from. And I think that that just that mentality in itself that you're kind of talking about, I think is really super important um, for you as a per, uh, for most people. 
Oh, hundred percent. And that's, um, I just didn't want to take away from, you know, the, the real struggle that some people might have or some important events that happened to me later on that, you know, outweigh. And I just wanted to like, um, you know, it's important to see how like blessed you are really. And Absolutely. just, I didn't want to take away from the real struggle or, you know, and looking back, I, I also didn't want to fake it, you know, sometimes, okay. you know, you want to fake it or you want to like act like it was tough. But when I think about it, I was very blessed and fortunate to have the years that I did growing up. And yeah, hundred percent, those tough days build you into the person you are. You know, I made sure that I kind of have a quote, um, that I tell my teammates, I used to tell them that like, when I'm feeling off or when I'm feeling like bad, that's when I want to do like the most. Yeah, 100%. Because then when you're like on a good day, you feel super good and you know, mm-hmm. it just makes it 10 times better Definitely. and you feel lighter mentally, emotionally, physically. But um, yeah. yeah, and I feel like that mentality going into hard days is what makes, is what fueled me on the good days. And on competition and stuff, because no matter how bad I was feeling, you know, I knew that I could do what I can do best, no matter how I'm feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think that that when you talk about like that gratitude piece, I think that that is so important for so many athletes and people is just that you going kind of into every day and being able to look back and say, wow, I've been, you know, really blessed and lucky to really have the things that I have. It almost motivates you in its own way because you're saying, you know what, like I've been given these things and I really want to make the most out of them and really do my best with that. And is that kind of something that you'd carry with you like through your gymnastics career? hundred percent. Yeah. When, when, you know, pieces are aligned, you got to take it, you know, you got to run with punches. And there's a quote that my brother said that like, uh, luck won't, hmm. It, it's about luck and it's about how luck isn't just um, an opportunity comes and boom, you know, you have it. Luck is, ha- or no, sorry. Okay. Rephrase that. Luck is when you, you, okay. You can't just rely on luck. Luck is when an opportunity comes, presents itself as an open door. Here it is for you to take, but you got to have the work ethic and you got to be prepared to take it. Exactly. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, I got you. I got you, my man. <laughs> and when, when you step up to the competition floor or when you step up on any platform and the moment is yours and you're feeling good and the day is yours and you're in a good position to win and everything, you got you to gotta be able to just take it. Absolutely. And through your work and through your determination, you got to be able to say, I want that so bad that it's mine. You got to, and this is a huge thing that I kind of, because I've been doing it a lot lately too, but I'll just uh, say it right now. Something I've been thinking about a lot is obviously you got to work hard physically, but mentally and just words of affirmations and manifestation is huge. And that comes with, to boil it down into less, you know, out of the ordinary words like manifestation, visualization, visualize yourself in the position and visualize yourself reaching your goals because that's a huge thing. What you put out in the universe, you're going to receive. Yeah. And you got to want something. You got to want it so bad that the universe can't refuse to give it to you. I love that. I really and like that. I also think I, I'd be interested to kind of hear too is like, you know, like you tell yourself those, 
positive affirmations and stuff like that. And I think it's a really interesting way that those work because I think, you know, at first when you're telling yourself them, like you maybe don't quite fully believe it, right? You're like, yeah, like, I think that's true, but you don't fully believe it. But when you talk about like that opportunity hits and then all of a sudden it just kind of clicks when you're like, I've been telling myself this, like, I know that I can do this. Is that mm-hmm. kind of how that process worked for you? Because I thought it was interesting because I think for, you know, like a little period when I was using these affirmations and things like that, um, I was like, oh, like, you know, I don't quite feel completely different yet. But then I remember one time I was just in this match and it was like deep into the third set, pretty much crunch time and, and what any sport would call it. And I, it just clicked. And I was like, no, like I've been telling myself this. And it just, it's something like that where the long hard yards really start to, I guess, coexist with the opportunity. And I was wondering if that's kind of how that went for you as well. hundred percent. And I'll use uh, this big tens as an example, actually. I really, you know, a big goal of mine was to meddle. Uh, on the two events I do floor and high bar and I would tell myself you know just being excited I'd be like yes yeah, it would be great if I could medal and obviously it's my first year as uh, going into postseason because we, our season got cut short because of COVID so I'm really like a freshman and a half you know I don't really I'm not really yet a sophomore you For know sure. competing experience COVID will uh, do it to you <laughs> and so I'm going in I'm like it would be great fantastic if I can medal and I walked into arena and it was spring. The weather just started to warm up around Big Tens. It was at the home field. We practiced and everything was just feeling good. My mom was able to come and I stepped into the arena. And I do this thing where, like, when I step in an arena for practice days before I meet, I always like catch like the vibes. I always sense the energy. And I just, I said, yep, it's going to happen. Like, I just felt it right then and there. And I, just comp day came felt amazing in the morning walked in practice before the meet felt super nice stepped up to the podium saluted my hand for my routine and I just looked at the bar and I was I almost blacked out during the routine for sure because that's just how like natural it was and I just I sat and ended and I just and I came out third so like it's it's really important important for you to prepare your mind for that opportunity. And it's almost like calming yourself down. Obviously you're really excited because you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to medal. I'm going to win. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then once the opportunity comes, you're like, Oh shit, it's going to happen. So you don't even have to worry about it. You know, you, you dial yourself down and say, yeah, it's going to happen. Just do you, because that's what it is. It's you telling the universe what is going to happen to you. So all you need to do is be yourself. Exactly. I think that's so powerful because it's really just telling you that you can really become anything that you tell yourself you are. And I think it's interesting. I think it happens in different time periods for everyone. Right. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I think it all really does come together. And because if you tell yourself that on a consistent basis, you know, there's that quote where it talks about the five people you or the five things you hear the most are the one things that you start to become. And so, I mean, you hear no one more than yourself. And so if you're telling yourself that every day and a day in, day out, then in the moments where I guess when you kind of sink to the level of your training in like in those moments, that's what it's going to come down to. I think that's really a really powerful piece is that you talk about it came through for you and possibly, you know, one of the most important moments of your of your season in college career, which I think is really cool. Yeah, thank you. And I, and I think it's just really funny how people a lot of people like, quote unquote, don't believe in it or don't believe in like 
that energy stuff or blah, blah, blah. And I think that's really funny because they do believe it when it's about negative yeah. stuff, you know, when you're in the gym and you're in practice, they do believe that once, when a person has a negative attitude, that's going to affect the whole team. That's negative energy. They do believe that, you know, you always talk about like uplifting words and don't be harsh on yourself. You know, the five things you hear is what you're going to become. I, I think it's funny. And I see it a lot that people only believe in the negative aspect of it. Exactly. And I think it's too much when it's on the positive end. Exactly. And I think that that's where it's important when you talk about like glass half full versus glass half empty. And that's yeah. really, I think there's two different types of people that you can look at. And obviously, you know, d- people go through times and there's, there's things like that. There's like exceptions for things like that. But I really believe that, you know what, if you really take your opportunities and like you said, you have this positive outlook and you really support yourself before you support anything else. And I think it can be so important for you as a person, which then, like you said, really direct directly turns into how you become as an athlete. I couldn't agree more. And I, I wish more people would believe that. Absolutely. I think so too. And so kind of moving forward, obviously we, we kind of jumped into the college career a little mm-hmm. bit, just kind of scooped into it, which I thought was awesome. But so we talked about, you know, these two years in college is where like really you felt like your true, I guess, quote unquote, metamorphosis really came. And so what are some of those experiences you've, faced in college um different to that you know that first like your youth like you said so oh a little backstory so like my junior year and senior year of high school um which is when things I started I think started to I started to experience real intense struggle was when I just 2019 I remember that was just a really tough year for me uh 2018 second half of 2018 going to 2019 uh because I had a shoulder, I had shoulder injuries in both my shoulders with growth plates because I started growing and I had to cut out of gym for six months. Uh, so that was really hard. And then my parents separated and then divorced that summer. And so, and we had just moved out of our house I grew up in for 16 years. So I moved into a house, then my mom moved out into an apartment and then my dad moved out the next year into his apartment. And so I moved like a total of like five times plus every week moving from my mom's to my dad's yeah. while trying to decide where I'm going to spend four years at, and base the rest of my life on at college and go through my shoulder injury. And so it was a lot for me. It was a lot for so me. Much on your plate. Yeah. And I remember my a specific night I was in practice. I was getting back from my shoulder injury in uh, 2018 and my dad was texting me because he was mad about me, like spending an extra day at my mom's. And it was like four days until I decided about my college. And I was just like, dude, I'm trying to decide like where I'm going to like, like go to college, which is like the platform for your life. And then, and worry about Jim and you're texting me about this. Like, it's not like, no, please. Can't have I, it right now. Yeah, I was super stressed. And that's just when I feel like, you know, like we say, you know, always have a positive outlook on life. I feel like that started to fade for me because I was like, so many things, so many bad things are happening that it's just impossible to like, believe that like, the good things are meant to happen now, you know, Um, I feel like I kind of lost that spark, that magic in me. And that was really tough. And um that shoulder injury was tough. I stayed in shape, but it was, you know, you, you don't use your arms for six months. You don't do gymnastics for six months. I was skinny and I was 
week and I, I don't think I've ever been the same, but in, in a good way, now in a good way, but we'll get there. But uh, um, no, it was tough not being able to do gym and it had a huge effect on my mental um, strength. I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt like I was behind with a lot of my competitors. And so that was a really hard thing to come back from. And honestly, just this year, this season, after growing, after hitting puberty, after dealing with my shoulders back then, I feel like I am fully 100% back into like my true rhythm where my gymnastics is shining and it's comfortable and it looks like me. And so obviously back then I never knew how long it would really take. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a bad thing because I wanted to rush back into things. You know, I wasn't patient enough. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was really tough. And it stuck with me for a while. You know, when you're out of the sport and you never really feel the same coming okay. back, you feel isolated. You feel just you different. Know, yeah you feel different you don't I think that that, that's a really interesting experience because I think you talked about obviously that's a long period of time you know that's two years of maybe you not feeling your fully confident self and I think a lot of athletes who go through serious injuries like that and all of those things um, can often face kind of like those feelings and like that loss of confidence but I think um, the interesting part is you shining right now definitely did not come from you probably just waiting around and waiting for that to come and so I'm interested like I guess mentally I mean obviously physically I'm sure you were just you know like you said you're a workhorse you're going through those motions every day but mentally what were some of the things that you did to kind of build that confidence back up and um, kind of find yourself back into the position you're at today so after those you know that year and a half 2019 2018 to 2019 of struggle and just um, you know, hardships at home. I was really excited to leave to college. And so I left to college 2019 and still, you know, 2019, you know, people will say I look like a baby back then. I was still growing in college. My freshman year, I was, I came in like five, six ish. I'm five, 10 now. Yeah. So I was still growing, building my muscle. And so freshman year of college, I still went through the struggles of my gymnastics and not, hitting it right. I was looking to the left. I was looking to the right. I was looking at other people comparing myself a lot. And I still didn't feel confident in what I was doing. And I didn't feel strong physically or mentally. And no matter how I, I worked hard, but it's just, it, it wasn't clicking. Um, and it was until honestly with my assistant coach, John, okay, I'm trying to see how I'm going to do this. Cause I don't want to jump around. Okay. So yeah, freshman year of college, I was still growing. I got, I got into my rhythm and March of last season, I was starting to feel my gymnastics again after growing and it was starting to fit me better, but then, you know, season got cut short. And so then that was also a bummer. But the only reason why it wasn't quite the bummer is because everyone's season got short, you know? So for once, I felt like I wasn't behind. I wasn't lagging alone, you know? Everyone was kind of lagging. And so I was like, okay, like, at least, like, it's, like, it's not just me who, again, you know, who's behind and needs to catch up. Like, this is happening to everyone. You know, Sam, stay focused. Just do exercise, blah, blah, blah. And so 
COVID really helped because it helped me figure out myself. And honestly, you asked some of the ways that, you know, helped me bring, you know, my shine back. When I came out as bisexual in June, summer of 2020, that boosted my confidence and it allowed me to truly, you know, just be me in and out everywhere I go, in the gym, in public, in my own time with my thoughts and not constantly battling with myself. And so that was like a sigh of relief. And I honestly, I feel like my life kind of like took off from there. So I think that's the breaking point. Um, well, I and- think that's awesome because I think you talked about like, you know, for like you were comparing yourself like your freshman year and looking over at other people and really focusing not on, you know, what I think is the most important thing. And that's just kind of really knowing who you are and like being comfortable with in, in your own skin. And so did that experience and you doing that kind of like help, like it, you become more confident off the, out of the gym, did that kind of help build your confidence in the gym? Because you're like, listen, like, this is me. And I don't have to worry about what he thinks, what she thinks, anything like that. You just felt like you were out there. And then from there, you can kind of move forward. Yeah. hundred percent. And it's like a, and when I went back in the gym in August, uh, it kind of just allowed me to like present myself in a way that always used some sort of energy to hold back, you know? So without that blockage and that mental, emotional, and physical blockage of like me and who I am, I was able to just fly and like soar in the gym and just, you know, do things my way or just, it's weird. It's almost like this like sense of like magic. Like you have this like confidence in this like aura about you that just gives you an extra like oomph, like an extra spice in your stuff and what you do. And it really helped me just own myself. And because your gymnastics is like a, a form of expression of yourself, it helped me own my gymnastics. And that's what I really needed. I think that can be said for all sports too, is right. Like you as an athlete really is just a reflection of who you are as a person is like, is really what I've found throughout my career is that I am not who I am because of who I am as a tennis player. I'm the tennis player I am because of who I am off the court. And I think by kind of gaining that, it sounds like by gaining that clarity, you almost were able to gain clarity of the gymnast you wanted to be. And all of those past struggles with the injuries and stuff like that, it's almost like, I think I know who I am now. And so then you can move forward and really begin to, like you said, like blossom into what you're kind of feeling right now. Mm-hmm. And I love that like analogy, like, like tennis isn't you, you aren't tennis. Like you are, you are the tennis player, you know, because exactly. no matter what you try, your, your personality, especially in a sport like gymnastics, where it's, there's a lot of uh, pers- personalization of the skills and what you do in presentation and artistry, um, your personality is going to shine through. And so that's what I loved about this season and this year is that I really let my personality and let myself shine through my gymnastics. And I feel like that just helped me so much. And it helped me fit into my growing body and my body that grew. And it helped me... Um, you know, I always looked off, something wasn't right. But when you align your energies within your own body, that will help you use, you know, if you feel at home in your body, you're going to know how to use it better. It's just, it's, and I think the common theme of what we're talking about is 
energy and how it relates and how it brings to fruition like physical um I don't know. Just... Excellence, really, I guess, or just, yeah. you know, success is what we're talking about. I think it's really interesting because, you know, in a time before, I think in the time before COVID compared to now, mental health has become such a more prominent topic because of what, um, because of what happened with COVID and so many people facing depression and anxiety. And I mean, all, all the struggles, we could go on forever about that mm-hmm. situation, right? But like you said, I think what you said was amazing is that it helped you find you. And that's the biggest key to mental health is really learning your identity. And I think that's generally what we're talking about is just how important it is to find your identity. And then everything you do becomes a reflection of who you are, I think is a great way to sum it up. Mm -hmm. I like that, like finding your identity because just like an act, like, yeah. Well, it's ever changing, you know, and I think that's, that's another important thing for you, for people to realize is like, you know what, I think, you know, the person, the Sam in 2019 is probably drastically different to the Sam. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, man, if you had told me two years ago that I'm going to be doing a podcast or anything like that, I didn't even know what a podcast was two years ago. Or like, I just, I, you know, like, I don't think, you know, I think it's interesting because it's ever changing with experience and things you go through, people you meet, and just like you said, experiencing like that magic of life. And I think that's an important lesson for people to remember is that maybe if you don't feel out of your shell right now, or maybe you don't feel confident or aren't going through a time like that right now, that you know what, like it's a process. And I think that's a really important lesson for people to remember as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And you know, like I'm still not done growing. Like this, I feel like this year, um, and with the help of my assistant coach, who's like my personal, like we have groups, he's like my coach. Um, you know, we really, I can't tell you how many times we sat down this year and just talk about my gymnastics and where we wanted to go and just patience. And that's something, cause you know, still it was my sophomore year. And I, I, at the beginning, I hadn't really felt like in my groove just yet. Yeah. And so you know, in those bad days, they struck a little harder because I was still, you know, I thought I was up on this upwards track, but it was still going down occasionally. And so he just really instilled this knowledge in me of just patience and just knowing what road you're on. And as long as you're going up, as long as you're on that road and there's a destination in sight, that's good. That's all you need to work with. And of course, there's going to be some rocks and there's going to be some bumps. There's going to be some turns. That's natural. But as long as the trajectory is up and never changing downwards, that's fine. Like it's nature that's going to happen. And so just like with that clarity in, in, in mind, it really helped me just build this platform of great gymnastics and just identity and mentality for me going on in the future. And this year, like my coach said, you know, I might not have like all American, like I wanted to at NCs, but it was a great year of growth. And I finally, finally, no question about it, am the gymnast who I am meant to be. And so that's why I'm just so excited because we have built this foundation of um, light of honesty with identity and personalization of gymnastics and comfortability within my body and my body doing gymnastics and my gymnastics with my new growing body or my new tall body 
And we've built all those great foundations. So now I feel like I can just, I'm just going to jump on a springboard and shoot miles up. Cause that's, I mean, that's all you need a great foundation. And, you know, people say, you know, you build a foundation when you're really younger, but you know, no struggle, no story. You build your foundation. Once you go through that struggle, once you break that barrier of your world shattered, how are you going to put it together? Exactly. You know, and that's the idea, right? Is that you can't, you can't grow unless you've been broken or not, not necessarily broken, but until you face something that makes you uncomfortable, that you haven't experienced before. And until you've gone through it and you found, you know, the lessons from it, then you really can't. And that's why they're so important, right? That's why that year and a half generally could have been one of the most important times of your life is that it really showed you, you know, how you wanted to grow and the person you wanted to be. Yeah. No, definitely. And, and I think what you said relates to the uh, looking at like the cap, the cup half full or half empty. You can take these experiences, take these struggles and choose how you want to handle them. If I, you know, if I took the struggle of being bisexual and anything but straight and just um, chose to attack it negatively, to hide it away, to kind of deny it, to just to keep fighting myself, fighting God on it. I would not be the person I am today. That would, you know, have a drastic effect on me and a, a drastic as a negative, because obviously that's not good. But I, last June, I made the decision to say, this is not something I need to be battling on. This is not something that's a battle. This is who you are. This is who you're meant to be. And you prayed on it. You thought about it and you've acted it. And when you pray about it, you never feel close. You've never, Sam, you have never felt closer to God. So why is it such a fight? And I took the opportunity and I made that choice to say, to run with it and to just break free from those chains of of negativity and self-doubt and to turn it into a positive thing. Yeah, I'm different. This is me. I love seeing all the world, you know, and seeing all the, the love that the world has to offer. And it's allowed me to fucking, sorry for my language. No, you're good. <laughs> it's allowed me to, to, do leaps and bounds and self-confidence and my pursuit of happiness. And that's, you know, the ultimate goal in life. Exactly. I think that's so, that's so powerful because it's quite, it's really funny how, you know, all those things that sometimes we're scared to do really are the step that we need, the next step we need to take in our life and that they really should have never been feared at all. It's just, you know, it's different. And that's, that's, that's such a cruel part about, these struggles and things people face is that they're so scared. Like at first, I think we're all so scared of them and there's something that we fear and something because I don't think the, like the natural human brain likes to go into unknown waters. Yeah. You know, no one does. No one like wants to go into something that they have no idea how, how thing, how things are going to react, things like that. But it's really funny that there, it really can't be negative because regardless you're doing what you feel in your heart and you're going to learn you know, whatever the experience is. And I think that's the important is that you take the lesson and you are growing no matter what the experience is every time, because that's really what life is. I think that that's so powerful what you're talking about. If you're not growing, you're dying. There you go. And then you can live, but are you really living? I think is a, is a really, uh, really cool one as well. But as Drake says, everybody dies, but not everybody lives. That's, that's what I meant. There we go. Yes, See, my guys, my guys, my guys got me. My guys got me. <laughs> but 
No, seriously, Sam, I think, uh, you know, man, thank you so much for coming on today. I think that was, you know, an amazing conversation. And I don't know so much that everyone that listens can really take from. And I'm just, uh, you know, really thankful to be able to have you as a friend and a person that I can come to in my life. So thank you. No, thank you, Pat. I mean, you've done so much. I know for the student, for me and for the student athlete communities, I know, you know, I don't know if people know this, but I'm about to plug you right now. You student athlete mental wellness group. Uh, I really love going to that and I used it at big tens and NCAAs and I just, it, that really helped. Uh, that's a really good community of student athletes and uh, yeah, thank you. And awesome. I'm excited for this year, you know, VP press, we're going to do some work. Let's get after him, man. Alrighty. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sam. You're the man and we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah, of course. Thank you, Pat.